0: Welcome back to another episode of A Cup of Coffee. I am your host, your speaker, Levo Coffee. This is episode 24, and I want to say thank you to my recurring listeners, for my losing listeners. Please come back. You'll like it. It's fun to talk about a little bit of everything. Um, on this episode, I want to start this off by asking a question to people. I want to get my answers, of course. I want to know, if you were rich, would you be single? I ask that because uh, a comedian named B. Simone she's most known for being on and Out, said she couldn't date a guy who has a regular nine to five because guys who have regular nine to fives, they aren't entrepreneurs. They don't have that same mindset as an entrepreneur. They wouldn't be able to live just to her lifestyle. And from that, I started thinking like, well, I know some CEOs who have nine to fives and they typically start their business from the ground up or go to a business, but they have that same mindset. They just choose to where they get, you know, a W2 instead of an I9. Some have both. But I was just wondering, like, damn, like if I was a celebrity, would I be single? And I asked that because of the the point that she made, like as a celebrity or as an entrepreneur, you have a different lifestyle. You have a different timetable. You do things differently. You act differently than what most people are accustomed to having in their life. So it's like at the end of the day, would I be willing to sacrifice my goals and my dreams to be in a relationship? Because i know some celebrities i know a little bit of celebrities and they are you know on the road sometimes for two three weeks at a time and they're not home they're not with their partner and you know people cheat and i'm not saying all celebrities cheat i'm not saying everyone cheats, but sometimes people cheat and you would think that like wouldn't you think like oh i'm not with my partner he or she must be cheating he or she is on the road or even if your partner's at home you're not with them for two, two weeks at a time you're gone so you don't know if they're cheating or not and i always wonder like if i was a celebrity would i be single And I don't know, like, if I was rich, would I be single? Like, at 26, not me, like, if I get rich when I'm, like, 40, and my brother's like, oh, it's over, I'm out of here, I'm I'm rich now. But it's like, as a 26-year-old, would I be single? And I thought about it, I thought about it long and hard I was like, would I not value love being in a relationship? But honestly, I probably would be single because, and I say this because, and I love my girlfriend, she knows this, she knows this, like, and I'm not rich now, so this is just a thought of mine, just me speaking my mind, but... If I was a celebrity right now, I would be single for the simple fact that I'm going everywhere. I'm 26. I don't have to settle down for anything. I settle down now because I've been through a lot in life. And I'm like, okay, I met this woman at a good age of mine. And she's a fabulous woman. And we're fun. I love being with her. I love spending time with her. I love being around her. But our mindsets are completely different now. Like my mindset now is like that of a, of a go-getter or a hustler. You know, I'm always on a go. I'm always doing two, three, four things at a time. Like just today itself, I went to work. I came home. I did my, my, uh, my test for school. I did my partner, uh, homework for school. I studied with my partner from school. I, did a voiceover thing for a buddy of mine who needed me to do some voiceover work for him for a project he's working on. Now I'm recording this podcast and I'm probably about to go work out here after I do this podcast. Then I got to come home. Oh, not to mention we already had dinner because she came home. She made dinner, which I'm so grateful for that while I was doing my homework. She was doing that and while I was doing my uh, my test, she was making dinner. half that. Uh, gonna work out here in a minute. After I work out, then it's gonna be come back home. Still got a shower Get ready for tomorrow. Still got to spend time with her. Probably going to, you know, watch some, some movies, hang out, chill. So it's a lot that still has to be done in the day. And the, the time, it's only 8 o'clock. It's 8 p.m. right now. I'm on the a, on a West Coast. But it's like... um a lot of stuff still has to be done that I still have to plan to do. And this is just a Monday. This is pretty much like my everyday life. And then, you know, you got to feed in time with your friends. And I know right now we're having coronavirus, but it's like time with your homeboys. And this is me every day. And I love this. Like, I love being on the go. I love having so much to do. I, I'm not really big on not doing anything except for on Sundays. If you ask anybody who knows me, they'll let you know, yo, when it's Sunday, especially once 5 o'clock hits, I want to be home. I want my feet up i do not want to be bothered by anyone i don't want to go anywhere i don't want to do anything because i know monday through saturday i'm a, I'm gone i'm out doing stuff and it's not always stuff that's quote unquote progressive for my future it could be y'all want to have fun today i want to go uh go to this restaurant go to go to this beach go for a walk here go to this place go and just people watch go and do whatever so that's just how i am but i love it and that's how i am but like i said even right now as a civilian my girl and i have different mindsets so if i was rich it's like yo babe listen i'm about to go do this 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 and this i'm gonna try to do this and i thought do this i'm gonna go do this right now i'll do this and i'm gonna be on the go and my thing is like will she be able to keep up with that because that's kind of be simone's point when she was like hey listen i can't date a guy with a nine to five because we don't have the same mentality like we don't do the same things we don't do this we don't do that and my I kind of agree with her. Like you know, it sounds ridiculous, but it's like you don't have that same mindset. I'm trying to become an entrepreneur and have my own, you know, have myself be a brand. I want my body, my mind, my soul, my voice, my hands, everything to be a brand. So when people hear me, see me, or talk to me, they know they're talking to Levo Coffee, and he's a brand. A cup of coffee is me. I am the brand. That is who I am. And it's like she, my girlfriend doesn't have that same mindset, so it's like. If I want to go and I'm going, 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 and her thing is like, babe, I want to spend more time with you. I want to do more of this with you. It's like, I can't do that right now. I'm trying to build for our future, for our possible children's future. You know, I want to have generational wealth, but it's like, how can that happen if I'm trying to spend more time with you? So it's like, like the 24 hours that's in that day are going to have to get shifted to either just me chasing my dreams or for me spending more time with her but no one knows what's going to happen right it's like ah so you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't it's like if i choose her that's definitely money that i'm that i'm losing right now but it's more of an emotional spiritual and future investment for my life as like you know for my next generation my offspring but then it's like if i choose the money i will possibly uh on the verge of losing her so it's like what what would you choose you know where would you go and i kind of think that's why celebrities go through so through so many um relationships because it's like bro like you're busy you're on the roll for six seven months you're doing this you're doing that i'm busy for six seven months and what if your time what if your timetables don't match up and then what if it's like okay you have kids and kids need both parents in their life like i know some mothers my mother is a single mother you know sometimes they do that or single fathers out there i'm not going to school y'all either y'all do y'all thug thizzle i and i i salute y'all but it, for a kid to be you know a hundred percent as they say raised the right way you need both parents in a household so it's like if i'm out busy grinding doing blase 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 it won't work out just like i know it's a basketball player named um uh, austin rivers his dad name is philip rivers and then they interviewed him about how it feels to play for his dad on his dad's team and he was like my dad was an nba player he was gone most of the time growing up when i was uh coming up because his dad was a player while he was young the dad became a coach while he was growing up and going through his teenage years and adult years. So it was like he was like, I don't really have that strong relationship with my father. My father was, you know, in the NBA and his dad is a celebrity as an athlete. That's a you know, not a superstar, but a star. It was a very damn good coach. And it's like, I don't have that type of relationship with him. So I don't know what it would be like or how I should feel or what I should want or any favoritism he might be trying to give me or place to me. I don't know because I didn't grow up around him. I feel like as a celebrity it's kind of similar. So I feel like that's why celebrities cheat or celebrities even are single because it's like, that's hard. And then after they go through all that cheating and being single, definitely like, yo, I kind of just want to settle down and be with someone and they choose someone to be with whether that partner is the best person for them or not, whether they're missing someone who was in their past they really thought they would be with and they're not with that person. I don't know. I'm not a celebrity. I'm not there yet. But I can tell you this, when I do become a celebrity, I'll probably be older. I'll probably be, you know, 30s 40s so i'll probably already be settled down I'm like yo i ain't got time for all that you know hopping from bed to bed person to person that's just me but if i was a celebrity now i'm 26 i probably be out there wilding i'm not gonna lie to you it'll be like uh freshman year of college all over again you know just out there being a wild boy just doing whatever i can whenever i can why because can't I tell me no like like you're not you're not going to tell me like what i'm gonna leave the coffee you sure you don't want this all right they want it over there you sure all right deuces bye hey what's up with you girl how you doing? You know what I mean? That's, how, that's what I'm going to be pulling out. You know, I'm going to be, yo, what's up with you? <laughs> oh, I see you. I see you peeking, but you ain't speaking. How you doing? Let me come talk to you. Let me make your day better. You know, some shit like that. It'll work. I know it's sounding crazy on this podcast. Like, uh, that's how he was approaching people. Yeah, but when I come at you with the smile, you know, the little dimples that I got going on and my height and my size, you're going to be like, oh, what? He's 6'3", a size, 15, shoot. Oh, you know what that means. And it's like, yo, what's cracking? What's up with you? How you doing? Come holler at your boy. And then they come holler. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, in the past I've been told no as well. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. But as a celebrity, most celebrities don't get, don't, don't get turned down. I don't think, I know like one girl who's regularly hanging out with celebrities and she's like, they never say no. Like, oh, I want to do this. Yes, let's go do it. Oh, I want this. Let's go do it. I want this. But she also says that you know, you know, which you, you you know what you're signing up for when you're dating a celebrity. It's like, yo, they want that goodie jar when they want that goodie jar, and you kind of you know give and take. You're taking from them their fame and their money, their fans, their friends, their lifestyle. They're taking that pleasure from you. So it's a give and take. But like I said, man, I don't think as a celebrity. If I was a celebrity right now, if I was rich right now, like filthy rich, I, I don't think I would settle down. But if I was like filthy, filthy rich like that um, Jeff Bezos, I'd never get married. I, I'd have me a life partner because I wouldn't want I wouldn't, I wouldn't, want what happened to him to happen to me. You can't just divorce me and take half of everything I got. And I know women like my girlfriend, she tells me, ah, I never sign a prenup. So what if you find a good woman that you want, that you love, that you cherish, that you want to be with, but she, you like, yo, you might have to give up half of what you got, to get with her it's like it's a toss-up it's like ah what do i do where do i go how do i think oh do i want the, for everything and, and take that gamble on life of being with her forever or do i want to settle down push back and just chill and do my thing you know it's a it's a hard thing man it's, it's hard it's real hard because it's like i don't know where to go ah, what do i do and speaking about things being hard man like and this is a topic i usually don't talk about but everybody watch porn right Everybody, if you've been in a relationship, you watch porn. If you've been single, especially if you're single nowadays, you got a cell phone and you, you know, you, you, you watching porn, especially if you're a guy. It's this, uh, porn star named Mia Khalifa. I didn't know who she was. Cause I'm like, she's not my cup of tea. So she's not in my eyesight when I'm, you know, doing my thing. But it's something that she brought up and that she talked about that. And I, I kind of feel bad for her Cause, um, I did, you know, she was trending on, on Twitter. I'm like why she it on Twitter? Who is this? And they said that she did three months of porn and made like, $12,000 now that's not a bad amount of money to make 12 G's in three months that's not bad I don't care who you are that means you're you pulling in $4,000 a month that's more the average person is making a month so it's like okay cool you you that's good but she was like it's ruined her life because no matter where she goes no matter who she talks to she's not me Mia Khalifa the person like you know for example if she's a doctor she's not meekly khalifa the doctor she's not meekly khalifa the lawyer she's not meekly khalifa the the surgeon meekly khalifa the auto mechanic meekly khalifa the teacher she's meekly khalifa the porn star and yeah i'm pretty sure she's doing good now in life because she got her her um, own businesses and she's doing good and off that name of being mea khalifa she's able to do her own thing but at the same time it's like like imagine getting pulled over by a cop and the cop knows you're a porn star you don't know how that's about to go. You don't know if people be like, Oh yeah, you one of my favorite porn stars. I'm gonna let you go, you know, you have a good day. Or is he gonna try to, you know, push up on you and be like, What's up? Let me oh, let me check your pocket, let me do this, let me do that Or is he gonna ask, you know, for you to uh hook up with him, or just go see your see your driver's license and see where you live at it and pull up to your house and start harassing you. You don't know. And then on top of that it's like I know a few a few girls who who've done some, some scenes and done some some adult acting and it's like, Bro, I feel bad because it's like uh according to the i think i started thing on netflix it's like w- women do it and they last things they said like three months so you get into it, you last three months either you're going to succeed and then you're going to probably quit after a year or two or you're going to stop after you're going to stop before the three months because it's too much for you and they're saying how women are just mistreated a lot of these women get assaulted on camera and we don't know because we're just watching like for the entertainment and like they're saying like, "Oh no, stop it." And we think, "Oh, it's part of them acting on the on the, on the set." But it's like they they they're not acting that's real. Like these people are actually being harmed on set and then it's like once we see them in public, it's like, "Oh, you're seen as less than because you're a pornographic actress." You know, you're a porn actress. You you know, you're a porn star. And we see them as less, we treat them as less, we talk to them as less. And they're just like, "No, I'm a person. I just did this cuz I needed money." I did this because I needed someone to show me some love and I had nobody to show me love. I did this because I'm being pimped out anyway. How am I might as well make more money for, for it by myself. I did this because growing up, I knew about porn. I watched porn, but I wanted to try it. I did this because I was a stripper and they told me they had paid me X amount of dollars extra to do this scene on top of stripping for them. I did. I started doing porn because, and like the list goes on and on for why women start doing porn. And I was like, she was just saying, it's horrible. I me, mean, people like, it was, horrible. it was a horrible three months, she did a bunch of different scenes, only made 12K, and uh, like I was watching the Netflix uh, documentary, it's like, these women sometimes take drugs, these women are sometimes have to do these hard, degrading, nasty scenes, and dudes are like, yes, do it, and for an extra $2,000, and the dude in the Netflix special that I was watching, he was like, yeah. All I do is basically, just I just own the house. This is just my house. I rent the house. I think, I think he rent the house. And he was like, I just make sure that they get to their scenes on time. So, basically, he's their pimp. And they pay they pay him, like, I think it was like 15% of whatever they make. So, it's like they pay him and he takes care of them. So, he's basically just a glorified pimp. I think it was like in Florida or some shit like that. And then, it's like, it made me think about this Mia Khalifa thing. Because it's like, y'all, like, her life was ruined after a small three months. It's like, it's crazy how... When you're between the ages of 18, let's say 25, you will go out and do something, go somewhere, act a certain way. Maybe even younger than the age of 18, let's fuck it, Let's say from 13 to 25, I don't know that's a 12-year gap, but those are times where people are trying to just make things work. You're trying to just figure out what to do in life, where to go, who you are, who you're going to become, what your future's going to be. You're just You're just lost. You don't know. I say 13 because that's when you start thinking about, like, colleges at 13. Because they start talking about, you're going to your freshman year next year. What's going on? What are you going to do? And then once you're a senior in high school, it's like, boom, then what? Then it's like, okay, either you're going to community college, four-year college, trade school, or you're going to work at the local grocery store or the local restaurant and figure out what you want to do in life. And then you try to get a job, figure out what you want to do in life. And some people make it big. Some people become, you know, actors and celebrities and Instagram people and YouTube people. Some people don't. Some people just try to figure out what they're going to do in life. And it's like, in that time of figuring stuff out, anything can happen to you. Anything. And she chose to become a porn star. And it's like, to, to people who watch watch her porn, they're like, oh my gosh, yes, I love it. Oh my gosh. But they're the same people who are out there disrespecting her, calling her a nasty slut, a nasty whore, saying she's less than, all stuff like that. And it's like, y'all are disrespecting her for no reason because you enjoy what she's doing. You enjoy the scenes that she created. You enjoy the scenes that these other women created, but it's like we don't really know like the harm that going behind it. I feel so bad because it's like anything can happen to them, and they're just like, "Oh, it was on, it was on the scene. Like it was a consent, not consent. It was BDSM. It was you know a rough scene, and you just took it rough. Okay, cool. We're thankful for that. Have a good day. But they're really like, no, I was actually physically, mentally, emotionally harmed by this scene." I need help. My life is fucking ruined because no matter what, you're going to be the porn star. That just like um, my girl and I started watching Grey's Anatomy together again, and the blonde chick. I don't can't think of her name. She's a blonde. We were in the first season. She's a tall blonde. She's very emotional. She's very connected with the people as people. She's the opposite of Christina Yang. I can't think of her name. I think it's Libby, uh, but or is it Izzy? Libby or Izzy? One of them. I'm not sure. But she was like uh. One of the scenes in the in the show was her working with this guy. She was taking his temperature, trying to sense this to his heart, and he was like, "You're not a doctor. You're not a doctor. Get out of here. Get out of here. Go get the other doctor. Go get the other doctor." She's like, "Why? What are you saying?" "No, listen. I'm gonna take check your vitals. I'm gonna get out of here." He was like, "Isn't this you? Isn't this you?" And she had like like a spread in a magazine of her uh, modeling for uh, I think it was like lingerie or or bikinis or something like that, and he was just upset with her and like he looked at her as if she was horrible. But in the scene before that, I think like the, uh, the previous scene or previous episode, she helped a woman outside the hospital who needed stitches badly, but they were afraid to go in the hospital because they didn't have their, their green card. And it's like, you don't see her as a person. You don't see her as a woman. You don't see her as a, as valued, as a valued human being. You see her as a thing she's now an object to you because you saw her naked or half naked in a in a magazine where she was probably just trying to make some extra money she was probably just doing what she had to do to make some extra money to make herself happy to make so make sure she could eat make sure she could pay her bills make sure she could do whatever and that's how a lot of not a lot some of these women get into it and they said like yo you're lasting on average three months and that's like damn like I know some porn stars who've been in it for years, and it's like, yeah, they get that niche. But then they also said this: a lot of porn stars will come in, do some scenes for three months, chill out for you know five or six months, come back, do three more scenes, come chill out, boom, boom, boom. And I, it's like on three months, off three months, on three months, off three months. So basically, they're working for six months out of the year, making twenty four thousand dollars, living with their friends in apartments, living together in like in an apartment type setting, or you know just like roommate type setting, to where it's like it's a four bedroom, everybody got their own room. You're paying 500 a month. It's like, oh, you can really live good off that if you just making. If you make 4,000 in a month, that's got you set for a couple months. So it's like, it it's it's a plus. It's a plus because you get notoriety, you get fame. But at the like, same time, it's like your career. You probably can't have a normal nine to five unless you do. You gotta get a a good job with people who don't judge you too much or people who don't know your scenes like that but like amiya khalifa she's kind of stuck like she's kind of you know screwed over she can't really do anything else like like, like that sucks it, it really does because imagine her trying to get in a relationship with a normal guy like i know she is married now i think i think she's married um but imagine like her going through that process of trying to date somebody and meet somebody and be with somebody and people saying ah nah you the slut from you know the centerfold or you know you the slut who took two dicks at one time or you're know, you the whore who had you know a so guy busting his face when it's like the things you, you're degrading women for the things that guys do to women on a daily day basis just having sex it's just sex it's nothing serious about it. it's nothing too much it's just sex but women lose their, their, their careers and I'm sure it happens to men too so if this is a man you know a man who lost his career or had a hard time in life after making a few sex scenes cool I'm not talking about y'all because usually it's, it's women. M- men don't come and go into business. They said, as women do, I don't know. I'm not a professional porn watcher person, but they said women. So, I'm, I'm just going off what I, what I saw. Don't kill me. We all mess me talking about, Bail, uh, well, I know a guy named Timmy, and Timmy made porn, and Timmy life is over. I ain't talking about little Timmy. If, if there is a little Timmy out there, hey, Timmy, I'm sorry. I'm sure you'll be able to bounce back. I'm sure, you know, you better do good. But like they said, they said, mostly women come in and go after every three months. And I'm just like, fuck. Like imagine, imagine you did something in life that's so horrible. You didn't go, well actually, let me take it back. Imagine you did something in life where it's not horrible. There's nothing horrible about it. You didn't kill anybody. You didn't assault anybody. You didn't do anything wrong. You did something to make some extra money. And they tell you for the rest of your life, you're fucked. The rest of your life, you can't get a job doing this, 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 or that. And I think about that sometimes with my podcast because my name's attached to it. And I'm like if I'm looking for a new job or I'm applying for a better position and they listen to my podcast, I say yo listen, you said this. this is wild. We can't have you in my company with you talking this way. That's something I think about often because like eventually I want to get a job where I'm making some pretty good, good, decent money. And it's like what if my podcast holds me back? What if my podcast is the reason why I can't take that next step and you know getting a better job, a better paying job, better career? I think about that all the time and I worry about it because it's like, I definitely want something better for my life, but it's like, I definitely want to do this podcast because I got a voice. I have opinions. I have things that I want to share and people come to me for advice anyway. And I have these talks with people on a day-to-day basis anyway. So it's like, why not share with y'all? But that's something I always think about, you know, all the time. And it's, 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 it's it's crazy. I also think like if it's going to affect my relationship because like for right now, right, for example, speaking of relationships, I guess we just get into this like relationships, right? Right now, it's hard if you in a relationship with, with with people for two reasons. COVID-19 and, and Black Lives Matter movement. Now, the Black Lives Matter movement to me is something crucial because if you don't know, I'm black. Now you know. Surprise. Hey, how y'all doing? Y'all like me so far? Don't leave if you like, oh, you're black. Oh, my gosh. You like my content. Keep loving it. But it's hard because it's like... You're stuck in the house most of the days. You can't go out to the bar with the homies and get some drinks. You can't, yo, I'm going to the homie house to play Xbox for five or six hours. You can't go to the gym with your buddies and, you know, you all crowd around one machine. You can't go play basketball at the park or go play football on Saturdays with the buddies to get that get, to get that escape. Your escape is work. And some, not some, a lot of people right now are not working. A lot of people right now don't have, or if you're working, you're working from home, and it's like you're working from home, so when your partner comes home from work or being out or running errands, doing whatever, it's like, hey, baby, I ain't seen you in a minute. What's happening? What you doing? What's cracking? And you like, yo, I need about 15 minutes. Give me 30 inches of space. Back up off me. Back up. And it's like, no, I, I need you. Like, spend some time with me. Hang out with me. Woohoo! What's going on? It's like, yo. I've been home all day. Yeah, now spend time with me. And it's like, no, you don't understand. I've been home all day working. I've been home all day doing this. I need my time. I've been with you all day. And it's like, ah, what the fuck? Like, no, like, don't let this, you know, be like that. Let us have time together. I miss you. And it's like, I understand you miss me. I understand. I love you too. But I need some time. The homies want me to hop on 2K so we can bust that ass in park. The homies want me to hop on GTA so we can go fuck them shit up in GTA. I want to go to the gym. I need to do homework. I need to do this. And it's like, how do you balance that time of like, yo, we're home all day together, but we don't need to spend all day together. How do you balance hearing your partner on the phone and you're not making a comment and you're not making a comment to their conversation or vice versa? Because it's like, you're with your partner, so you guys are friends. You guys are friends, you know? So it's like, damn, how do I go from friend mode to lover mode to leave me alone mode to Long distance in the house. Leave me alone. To long. This is in the house friendship mode. It's so hard right now. It's, it's 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 hard. It's like what do you do? But at the same time, it's fun because it's like you get to see that person every day. You can to talk to that person every day. You interact with that person all day. You get to poke with poke fun at that person. Like especially for me and my girlfriend. We joke around with each other all the time, we make fun of each other all the time. Sometimes I step over the line, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a line step, i be like, oh, like like double the jump, like, ooh, jump, bro, what you gonna do? Ah, yeah, yeah, hopscotch, yeah, that's me. I jump over the things, but, but I was talking to one of my friends and he was like, bro, I have a wife who's part black, part white. I got a uh, mother who's like, I got a girlfriend, she's like Hawaiian and white. My other dude, his girlfriend's Asian, and we're all just, we're all just talking, saying how each other's doing, you know, because we all have interracial relationships, and it's like, right now, it's hard. It's tough, and this is something that, you know, I was talking to him about, and I was talking to my girlfriend about, and it's like, what do we do? Because on one hand, I don't know, for me personally, I'm just speaking to me, I'm not going to bring up anything they said, this is just for me, but... It was a group of us talking about it. And if I talk to you about this, you know who you are. This your shout out in this episode. Because like people been asking me to shout them out. So this y'all shout out. I'm not saying your names. Because I know some of y'all was like, yo, don't say my name. Because my girl listened to this too. I don't want them to know that you know, we've been talking about this. But for me and my girl specifically, we were talking. And I told her, I was like, you don't understand. To her, I could tell that that hurt her. Because she doesn't understand. But she tries to understand. And I give her credit for trying to understand something that's so hard to be understood Like she doesn't know what it's like to be a black man. She doesn't know what it's like to be black. First of all, you let alone a black man in America where it's like a target is on my face and my back. Where everywhere I go, it's like, hey, you might get harmed. You might get this. You might get that to where, hey, people are now hating me for something. I didn't do that. I have no idea or control over. And then it's like when I'm with her in public, it's like people looking at her with disgust. Like, oh, my gosh, you're with a black man. And I'm walking around you know, my head up high like, hey, how y'all doing? My name's LaBelle. I'm happy to see y'all outside. Y'all happy? Yeah, we happy. And then I'm trying to ignore the looks because I don't want to just keep seeing that shit and keep letting that bring my my spirits down and in in the way I walk and talk down. So I try to ignore it. And I used to point it out to her all the time. Like, baby, you see that shit? You see that shit? You see that shit? But now with everything that's going on and like everything being on the microscope, I try not to point it out to her as much because... I'm on edge like emotionally I'm on edge and it's like it's hard dating somebody who's white during these times because it's like I don't want to say white people are the enemy right now but right now things are a little bit things are a little bit touchy when it comes to race because of the simple fact that most cops are white most people who make laws are white most people who are in positions of power are white so when I'm sitting here and I'm chilling talking to my girlfriend who's white and I'm complaining about the system and the people who are in power. And I'm talking about white people. It's difficult to look at her and say, you know, uh, she's not one of the white people. She's different. Oh, she's not that white person. She's different. Oh, she's not those people. It's different. But it's like if you put her in a lineup with six other women who are white and you say, okay, one of these women is not a Trump supporter. One of these women is not racist. One of these women was was out there on the front lines with her boyfriend protesting for Black Lives Matter. One of these women actively argues online with racist, bigoted, ignorant, disrespectful people. One of these women is with all the shits when it comes to Black Lives Matter. Pick the woman. And you can't look at that lineup and say, okay, I think it's that one right there, number six. Yeah, it's her. I, I know that for a fact. And what if she's number three? And you're like, oh, uh, wrong, it's actually number three. You're like, oh, well, she looks like she might, you know, I, I, I so it's, it's hard. It's hard to be a black man right down dating a white woman. It's like, okay, my mom likes her. Her family likes me. My family likes her. You know, we probably go, you know, do the thing, tie the knot, move in together, have a family, all that type of shit. It's hard to think that way when in this time it's like, bro, the cops are killing us. White people who have the, who, who, um are the ones who make the laws, the KKK is running rampant. Like, people are out here, nigger, they say, fuck you, fucking nigger. I'm gonna call the police on you, you fucking nigger. Oh, and it's like, I'm hearing all this, seeing all this, it's like, what the fuck do I do as a black man dating a white woman? It's like, it's, it's insane to me. It's like, how do you go further in this type of environment and climate saying, hey, I'm dating a woman who is white. I love her to death. I love her for life. I love her through thick and thin. But white people are targeting people like me and it becomes kind of like a, a emotional, mental, spiritual battle between you and your partner, and your partner doesn't even know that, that they're in a battle. Like, she doesn't even know. because Well, she knows now because we talked about it, but, like, before she didn't even know we were in a battle because her thing is like, oh, you're my boyfriend. I love you. I care about you. We're going to be together. We were happy. But it's like, I feel those same sentiments towards you. But did you know that Trump passed this law? Did you know that white people in Orange County are, you know, crazy as hell and racist as fuck did you know that hey there are people who quote unquote aren't racist but think black lives Matter matters a racist movement so they're going with the all lives matter did you know there are people who aren't racist who are white who have fathers uncles aunties moms grandmas grandpas who are and or were cops and they're like yo i can't support your movement because of this person right here who i love who was quote unquote a good cop you know, so it's, it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard. It's hard. So for all my people out there who are in interracial relationships I say, man, you know, lace them sneakers up, stay 10 toes down, and, man, keep your head on a swivel and just keep your head up as well because it is hard out here. It's going to continue to be hard. It's never going to get easier at all. And, um, like, if you need somebody to talk to, if anybody needs somebody to talk to at any time, reach out to me. Reach, reach out to me. You know, because... Right now, like, you get your partner because it's somebody you love, you care about, you want to be with, you feel joy with, you feel emotionally connected with, you like the way they look, you like the way they move their body, you like to hang out with them, and all those things, but it's like, you know, you try not to look at race, you try not to let race bother you, you try not to race bait, try not to even make race be a part of the equation when it comes to you and your partner, but it's like, damn, when in this social climate where it's like, racist people are being exposed to and a lot of people who are racist are white. And you look at your partner like, damn, you're not of my race. Or like like my buddy who got an Asian partner. And it's like, yo, your grandpa said don't date black people because we are dirt, we are trash. They a the white boy. And my homie is far from white. And it's like, oh, okay, so now you're dealing with that. When you go over there, they're giving you the side eye looks. Or, Or, you know, I know a situation where it's like, the girlfriend's not racist. The parents aren't racist, but the grandparents are racist. The grandparents support Blue Lives Matter. The grandparents are out there cheering for All Lives Matter. And then, and then like, my homeboy thinks how I think, to where it's like, what do you do when the grandparents are racist? So you assume the the, the parents are racist, and some of that might have off to your partner. How, how do you go about talking to them about that? How do you go about bringing that up to them? How do you go about uh, confirming all... How do you go about... Not trying to confirm all your thoughts and emotions about them might be a little racist. Like, for example, I know, uh, like, me and my girlfriend got to talk about this the other day. She was she was so happy, like, oh my gosh, Disney is changing the parks. Disney is changing this. And it's like, as a black person, like, I don't, don't give a fuck about Disney changing no roller coaster ride to appease the kids that go on a roller coaster ride. So the, the people who go there are saying, oh my gosh, look, 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 look. This is now a ride that, that shows black people. Woohoo! hoo. That's fine and Danny. But I told my girlfriend, I'm going to tell y'all this. Most people who go to Disney parks all the time are white. I've been there six, seven times. You'll see a lot of white people. You'll see the occasional Latin person. You'll see them with their families or they're their partners. And you'll see the occasional black person. Most of the time, you'll see there are people who are white. So, that means the people who are going there are mostly white. The so people who are riding those rides are mostly white people. Now, the people who can go there who are Hispanic and are black, usually come from a privileged background because it's costing you over $150 for one park, to go to one park. So if you wanna to go to both parks, it's gonna cost you over $200 to go to both parks. Now, if you have, let's say, the average size family is four people, who's spending $800, who has $800 to spend to go walk around Disneyland? Who has $800 to go and waste on something for just for fun? People who are privileged. So if, 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 if y'all changing a park for the kids or for black people like oh my god Black people we need to feel you know included well listen we aren't going there anyway i didn't go to Disneyland until i was an adult because we couldn't afford it when i was coming up as a kid i didn't care about this land. it wasn't important to me and amusement parks wasn't important to me so it's like y'all changing this it's like everything in the world is being changed except for what we're asking for everything i see companies talking about like the uh, uh serena williams husband stepped down from his position on the board that he was i think it was a reddit and he's saying, oh let's please hire somebody in my place and hopefully there's a they a person of color or they're black right we didn't ask you to step down uh big mouth as this one of the characters she's like mixed race or she's like light-skinned she's played by a white woman so they're gonna get her a new a new a black woman to play her her play her role we didn't ask for that either. There is like every company and everything is like, now Black Lives Matter, we support you all. We have your back. Oh, we're sorry for that this happened in our restaurant. Please forgive us. Everybody's every, All these companies are either apologizing, they're changing things that we didn't ask to be changed, they're trying to do the most. And everything is changing except for what we asked for, which was, hey, respect us. Treat us as human beings. Stop over-policing us. Stop shooting us. Stop killing us. Give us uh, access to loans from banks so we can open up our own businesses so that we can buy homes. Stop redlining us in society and then saying, oh my God, look, you guys sell drugs. Look, you guys do all these killings. Well, let's be real here when it comes to black people. We don't bring guns into the country. We don't manufacture guns in this country. White people do. We don't bring drugs into this country. We don't man. We might manufacture some drugs once they're here, but who brings them over? White people do, or the government, whatever one you want to blame it on. It ain't black people. So when drugs come into these mainly black communities, when drugs are being brought in, and guns are being brought into these mainly black communities, we're not the one bringing them in, but we're using them. So it's like, how are you going to blame us for something that you all set up for us to do and to fail at? And we're trying to do our best to get out of this system, but it's like, oh no. You keep failing, so we're going to keep, you know, uh, being racist towards you and prejudiced towards you. And then now they're trying to make all these changes, but it's like, yo, make the changes that we asked for. Quit bringing drugs into these communities. Quit bringing guns into these communities. Quit using the, the the likeness and the backs of black people to fund things for the government. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, look up the story of Rick Ross, the drug dealer, who the government gave drugs to so he could fund their war. I think he was in Nicaragua. Look that up. That happened back in the uh, in the 90s, the, uh, the, sorry, the 80s and the 90s, when he was out there selling drugs. So quit using black likeness, quit using the black people to fund what you want done and to help you do what you want to do. But looking at us like trash. We didn't ask you all to change anything about movies. We didn't ask you all to change anything about who plays what characters. We ask for equality and to be included. We ask for equality and we asked to be included and things that are being done. You all kept telling us, no, 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 no. So we have things now like the Source Awards and the BET Awards, and we have Black Lives Matter. We have HBCUs, which are historically black colleges. We have all these things that are for black people. And now white people are more upset, saying, well, how come they have this, that that is specifically for them? Let's make that change. It's like, no. We have this because you guys won't let us in. But since you all won't let us in, we made our own. Now that we made our own, it's better than what you have. You want to come over here with what we got. And since we're not letting you over here with what we got, you want to continue to tear us down and break us down and try to belittle what we do got. So that way, once this broke down, it's made little and it's not of any value or respect anymore, you want to come in and then switch it up and say, hey, look, white people, this is what we're doing now. It's cool. And then we're like, we've been doing that. We've been saying that. We've been acting like that. And then from there, it's like now they're like, oh, we're making all these changes. But like, no, we asked for specific things now this time around. We're asking for specific things. We're not asking to be included in, in movies anymore. We're not asked to, asked to be included in music anymore. We're not asked to be included in clothing anymore. We're not asking for any of those things anymore. Right now, we're asking for the simple things. Stop killing us, respect us, love us, hire us. Without saying, oh, I can't pronounce your last name. I can look at your hair. Stop those things. Stop that. Treat us how you would treat the white person walking down the street. You see the white person walking down the street. Oh, look at them. You don't walk to the other side of the road. You don't call the police on them for the music they're listening to, how they're dressed, what they're eating, where they're going how they're acting, where they're standing, their mannerisms. You don't call the police on them for that. So stop calling the police on on, on us for that because it's annoying and people are fighting back. I saw a video the other day of this black dude beating the fucking shit out of a cop and he was hitting with them with the mika muka. He was like, just reaching back and hitting him with the power of every ancestor he ever thought about having in his life. He was hitting him with the power in that right hand and people attacked him and tried to defend the cop but if you saw the, the, the video when it first started the cop grabbed this dude by the back of his head like he was a low ass bitch and pulled his hair back and was like talking to him as if you're hitting your girlfriend from the back doggy style and you pull her hair and her hair gets pulled back she's like oh it was that very same thing and the black dude whooped his ass. No one stepped in when the cop was abusing him at all. They let it fucking happen. No one stepped in. Another video I saw of a cop sticking his thumb up this dude's ass. And the cop had to say, bruh, it's through the pants. It's through the pants. No one wants, let me stick my thumb up your ass through the pants. I guarantee it. Hurts I, got, I got these big ass ET uh looking fingers. My my thumb looks like most people's big toe. Let me think my let me stick my thumb up your ass, and I guarantee you. You're like, oh, I don't want your thumb up there, whether it's through clothes or not. And the people were just around watching this cop do this to this dude and not saying a thing. But as soon as the dude starts to jerk, it's like, yo, man, stop. Get off me. Get off me. Other cops want to step forward and civilians want to say, bro, just stop. Just chill. Like, no, we got to quit giving so much power to the police. Number one. Number two, the people who are screaming Black Lives Matter, who are not black, the people who are screaming, uh, support, uh we support black trans people, all that. If you are not black and you're screaming that and you're trying to support us, don't stop now. Continue that shit because we are the future. I know they say kids are the future. Fuck all that. If you if you from the 90s, we're the future. Because our time to be in control and to have power is coming up after our parents' time is over. And their time is, you know, coming up because our grandparents are still alive. Basically, they're still running the show. Then it'll come down to our parents who... They're up next, and then once it's done with them, it's, it's us. And we got to start getting this shit in line now that, hey, we won't tolerate this. We won't tolerate that. We want this. We want this. We want this. So the people who's giving Black Lives Matter and trying to support us now, when we're up and we're running for president, we're running for mayor, we're running for governor, we're in the, uh, we're, you know, we're lawyers and we're becoming cops. Y'all you remember these days right here, because we're not coming back to this. This will never happen again. And I know some people who are like, yo, I'm trying to move out the country. I'm trying to move to, you know, we need like a, a black utopia, a black Utah. I'm with all that. So whatever y'all figure out that y'all want to do as a, as, a, as a race, let me know because I was fully support you. But until the meantime, until we figure out what the fuck we're going to do, my fellow uh, black people and my allies who are supporting Black Lives Matter, we got to come with a plan. So that way when we're in charge and we're running things, things can be changed and things can be done better for everyone. Um that's it for episode 24, man. I know it wasn't as detailed as the last one. This one started off a little lighthearted. And I ended with some with some gut punchers. I want to say thank you for, for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for sharing. Please tune in. I'm gonna try to get these out on a weekly basis. I love y'all. Y'all have a good day. Peace.